Hey, welcome to the Frisky Heroes podcast, where we spotlight the great work and give Friskies a voice to tell their stories of how Friskies make their communities better. Today, we have a chance to chat with one of our own Frisky Heroes, Dara Logan from Lynn Camp Schools. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, Mike? Doing great. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, we put this out on the, the Frisky's Facebook page, and uh, you're one of the first ones to jump on, and uh, appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, so can you just tell the listeners kind of uh, a little bit about yourself and where you work and what you do? Um, I'm at Lynn Camp Schools in Knox County, and um, our school is unique. We have two buildings, but it is preschool through 12th grade with approximately 1,200 students. Um, this, will be, this will start my ninth year as coordinator and my 15th year here at, in Knox County. Okay, and what did you do before you were a coordinator? Um, well, I was the program aide in Frisk, and um, I was a teach. I was teaching. I was sub teaching, just uh, trying to get my foot in the door. Everybody knows how you do that, trying to get in. And um, I took the position as program aide, just thinking I was going to move right on up. And um, within the first week of being in the Frisk Center, I knew this was what I wanted to do. I found my passion, and um, I'm still here, and and have have no desire to leave. And so what about it kind of caught your attention in, in, in your heart? Um, it sounds like a Hallmark card. It really does. But with uh, Frisk, you have the opportunity to make a difference in someone's life each and every day. It may be uh, something big as clothing and food or shoes. It can be something simple as notebooks, paper, pencils, or even a smile or a hug. And, um, and my kids, my elementary students, they, they know, and that's going to be the hardest part for them. They, they know I'm a hugger. And so I usually stand at the front door of our elementary building in the mornings as they get off the bus. And there's so many hugs because so many of them don't get that. So um, they depend on that. Or it could just be a, a fist pump to a high school student, anything. But um, it makes a difference in their life. They know someone cares. And um, for me, I just I want to help people and make a difference with them. And that's kind of a, a common theme that I've, I've noticed uh, across the, the Frisk Nation is, has been this, just the real the desire to make a, make a difference. Now, I, I come from a family of teachers. My mom taught for 37 years. My dad taught for about 10 before he decided that was enough. And my brother has been teaching up in Jefferson County for around 12, 12 14 years or something like that. So I understand from my perspective of how important teachers are and that relationship, but really the, the frisky relationship is, is a lot deeper than uh, really even a teacher, which is pretty deep in itself. Right. Right. It is. It's different. And, the, and that's one thing I try to get across to, you know, my administration, my, my parents, my teachers, everyone, it's a different relationship. Um, and for me, it's, it's even different than a lot of our other coordinators because I have them from the time they walk in our building as a preschool student till they graduate. So um, you, you just develop that, that friendship and um, you become that mentor for so many. And it's just, it's so gratifying to know that, that you make a difference. Yeah, that is a, a, a big difference, I think, even in the frisky world to have them from preschool up to the graduate scene. Have you, have you seen, uh, you've been for nine years, so you're getting ready to in a couple of years, see some of your little kids walk, walk down that aisle, right? Yes. Um, this uh, past year, if we had 
had graduation. Uh, some of my students that graduated, I taught in lower level elementary. So um, each year it gets a little more emotional at graduation. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say it does. I'd say it does. Well, uh, we're going to do something. I hope you're ready for it. Okay. It's, uh, it's called five question speed round. Four real questions and one crazy question. So okay. uh, they're going to be, they're not, they're not uh, super difficult, but uh, uh, just four questions and one kind of crazy question. So first one there, what was your first job? My first job was my senior year of high school co-op student. And I worked at a company called Curry Oil. They owned all the shell stations in Eastern Kentucky. And um, I was the coupon clerk. All the secret coupons that come in during that time, um, I sorted and mailed them back into the companies. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a little tedious, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> so uh, what, what would be one topic that you could talk about for an hour to a stranger, somebody you just met? Um, being a parent, my son. And what, what was the, what would be, uh, what would you want to talk to them about or what, what would perk your interest if they started talking about it? Um, it's the greatest achievement that anyone can have is, is being a parent. And now that my son's an adult, I can look back and, uh, just see, see him develop and see him change. And I look at him now as an adult and, uh, that friendship we have. And um, there's a lot of pride there. I bet there is. I'm on the, the front side of that. I've, I've got five boys and uh, I've got a long way to go <laughs> until they're adults. I've got uh, two eight-year-olds, twins, a six-year-old and two four-year-old twins. So oh, I used wow. to have hair. It's gone. It used to be dark. It's white now. So I'm going to be the one at the graduation where they're saying, oh, your grandson graduating today? And uh, no, it's my kid. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be that one. Yeah, mine, he is uh, 24, uh, just moved out weeks prior to the pandemic, so that was hard enough to deal with, and um, he is a deputy jailer here in Knox County, so. Awesome. How does he like that job? He loves it. I think he has found his passion, and, and that's, I told him, I said, no matter what you do, and that's what I tell my students here, and I treat them like they're mine, um, I said, no matter what you do, just find your passion. That's true. When it's not a job, it's something you like going to. It makes all the, the difference in the world. Yes. Uh, what about question three is what, what's your favorite book? Uh, my favorite book. That would have to be anything. Dr. Seuss. I mean, the kids love it. I love it. Um, I have a collection at home, which my husband finds strange, but <laughs> I just, I love Dr. Seuss. <laughs> uh, we're, we're big Dr. Seuss family ourselves. So I've, I've noticed on your uh, Facebook page, you're a gardener. Yes. So what's in your garden? That's question four. Uh, this year, we kind of change it up every year. This year we have uh, tomatoes, three or four different kinds, um, onions, cucumbers, corn, green beans. Now I'm, I'm kind of a tomato guy. So what kind of tomatoes do you have? Uh, we have... We have one that I'm not sure. Um, this little old man gave my husband some seed. And so we grew some plants and uh, we have some green tomatoes. They're not ripe yet. So we're trying to figure out what they are. Um, we have some German queen, some red curse that I'll be canning probably any day now. And um, early girl. Early, put a post up about tomatoes and a lot of people are talking about early girls too. So we, we actually grew uh, heirlooms for the first time this year. 
and oh my gosh, they're my favorite. Uh, they're, they're incredible ones. All right. Now for the little crazy questions. So you leave work today, you stop at a gas station, you get a, a whim to buy a lottery ticket, you scratch it off. Boom. $15,000 in your pocket. What's the first thing you do with it? Uh, I'm frugal. So I'm going to pay some bills, <laughs> but maybe try to take a trip. If it's safe enough <laughs> I hate to say that, um, I probably, probably pay some bills and then maybe splurge a little bit. Yeah, that's, that's a sad part. I mean, if you had the money to take a trip, go if it's safe. Well, that's kind of the world we're in right now. That's and, where and, we're at. And kind of with that, let's kind of go back to March when all this kind of changed. Uh, what were some of the biggest hurdles that you were facing when this first, uh, we really didn't know how long this would last or didn't have any plans for this. What were the biggest hurdles that you faced as a, a Frisky? Um, for me, just trying to reach all my students, um, and reaching, trying to reach those that I knew needed me or may need me. And then I found myself, um, having parents and, and people contact me in assisting some that never, never needed assistance before because they were out of work and, um, just trying to know that everyone was okay. And, and how did you sound like you kind of, most people I think are overwhelmed probably with some of their quests coming in. Uh, and how did you overcome that? Um, I have a good support system here at my school. Um, good administrators. Um, we had tons of people coming in and help. Uh, of course, we ran buses here in Knox County. And from our school alone, we ran 18 buses to feed, to deliver meals. And we also had meals at school to be picked up. Um, a lot of support from everyone. And our friends here in Knox County, uh, we call ourselves a tribe. We're just really close. And uh, we talked daily. And um, I've said this for, for years, no one understands a frisk like a frisk, except maybe for you. <laughs> I think you really I got, do. A, I got a small, small vision in, or peek inside that world. Yeah, I think you really do get us. And um, just a lot of talking and then just going home and, and talking about it and, uh, and getting up and doing it the next day. Yeah, it's like I said, I, I think I do get you because I think we're all kind of the, out of the cut from the same mold, just really, really servants you know, servant leaders and what we do in the, in the different areas in the area that I worked in. I mean, I, I took a lot of stuff home and you, you deal with the stuff and you deal with the kids and it's, it never really just goes away. You can't really think about it. How has this kind of affected you with, with your work or when you go home? I take it with me. I do. Um, you, you always have certain children, certain families that, uh, pull at your heartstrings differently and it doesn't make them any different. Um, I take care of anybody that needs help, but some of them just hit home differently and, and it's, it's hard. Um, two weeks prior to, uh, the shutdown, we all just say March 13th. Um, one of our students took his life. So we were reeling from that and straight into the shutdown. So uh, we had students that we knew we needed to check on, even though we were being cautioned to not go, um, we still went and still checked in with them just to let them know we're still here. We know you're grieving and we're here for you. And um, I think that made all the difference with um, just a core group that, that we knew we needed to work with. And um, so it was really difficult during all that. Oh, I, I can't imagine. I mean, there's, that's a time when, when the kids need to be together. 
you know, mm-hmm. they, and when the adults need to be there as well. And it's time where people are saying, don't go. And you went. <laughs> I went anyway. <laughs> I think that says a lot about you and a lot I about went, your community. And I, and I know your former law enforcement. So I just want to brag on our SROs here in Knox County, uh, Knox County Sheriff's Department and our sheriff here, Mike Smith. They're absolutely fabulous. Anytime uh, we call through all this pandemic, uh, they have not left our side. So uh, we truly appreciate them. And on many of those visits, I had an SRO with me just offering that extra support. That's, that's awesome. Awesome uh, community partners. Yeah. Now, I know uh, no one lives on an island, and uh, you all don't as well, and you have a lot of community partners. What, what type of community partners do you all have that, that help you in you know, delivering the services that you need to deliver to these kids? Um, we have, of course, the Sheriff's Department I just spoke about. Um, our extension office here in Knox County is fabulous. Um, they help us do anything and everything. Uh, our local churches work with us. Um, civic organizations in town are, are working with us. And right now during the pandemic, you know, it's all kind of changed. But we still have that our churches, extension office, and um, a lot of our mental health organizations in the area are still working with us as we make those referrals. And that was kind of actually leading up to what I want to talk about next is how is this affecting the kids in your community? Uh, we've, we've seen the statistics of, you know, the mental health issues, the, the teen suicide, especially the younger kids' suicide rates going up uh, really since the iPhone and social media got put in the pockets. But they're online two times, if not more, than they were before. Uh, and so kind of how are your kids handling, what kind of issues are your kids facing? The biggest part, and a lot of them have reached out, especially my older kids um, have been reaching out on social media. They'll reach out to me. Hey, how are you? You know, that kind of thing. But um, they feel secluded because many of them, you know, have been kept in and they're not seeing their friends. They're not having their social life. And for many, it's just coming to school. That's their social life. Um, So there's a lot of seclusion. They feel that way. And, um, and I do a lot of drive-by porch visits and just waving. And um, when you see them in the window, not coming outside, just getting that wave in, um, you can see the sadness. So I, I really believe, I know it's scary getting them back in a building, but I believe uh, so many kids will be better when we can get them back together. I, I definitely think you're right. They, I mean, we're as a, as a species, we're a uh, communal species. I mean, we want to be as most, I mean, I've, I've got my own time when I just want to be by myself or whatever, but you know, but we, we, we want community. Uh, so let me ask you this. If, if a, a Frisky's out there and they're dealing with, with a child who has some of the issues you talked about, maybe some mental health issues, some uh, loneliness, depression, uh, what type of services do you offer or something that maybe that they should be looking for as well? Um, with some, and it, a lot of it is knowing your kids and talking to them. Um, if the depression is too bad or if I, I think they need that extra support, of course, I'll make a referral, you know, talk to their parents, make a referral for some mental health counseling. And um, our local people are, you know, still contacting by phone and even going to the home and getting those visits in. And um, I've, I've got some kids that I just do a weekly check-in with them. I'll just shoot them a message on Messenger and say, hey, how are you? Because they don't want me to come by and see them. They're in high school. They don't want to see me. But um, it's, not, it's not cool, right? No, it's not cool. 
not cool. Um, and you know, have, having an adult child that's helped me, I know what's cool and what's not cool, but, um, just checking in and saying, Hey, I'm just checking in on you. How are you? How's things going? Um, what are you on on social media? What are you watching on TV? And just, I've been doing this and, you know, just a conversation, not uh, quizzing them. And uh, many times if you're just on their level, comfortable conversation, and I talk to them the same way in person when they're in front of me. Um, and if they tell me they're sad, I'm like, what's got you sad? What's going on? What can I do? And um, what, what can we do? We'll get through this. I know everybody gets tired of hearing we'll get through it together. But if they know somebody's on their side, that, that really helps. And uh, with a few of my students, just that check-in has really, I saw a difference with them. Okay, so you have like a, a list of kids. Obviously, you can't contact 1,200 kids uh, once a week, whatever. You have a list of kids that you're just kind of checking in on and speaking on their level and really just showing them that someone's there is pretty important keys for, for these kids. Yes. And, um, I've really, during this pandemic, I've really had to rally my teachers and say, you know, if you're talking to this student, let me know, talk to this. And so that communication with those teachers that's been checking in on students as well. And, um, has, has been phenomenal and, and so helpful because right now there's people that may not be on my list that need that check-in. Mm -hmm. And so the teachers have really been stepping up and they've done um, Google classrooms and Zooms all summer with students, even after our last day of school officially, they, they've kept it going all summer. So um, I feel like we have really reached out and um, kept that communication going because we didn't want them shut off. We, we wanted to know what was going on and what was happening. And just like everywhere across the state, we have a lot of uh, drug issues in our community. So mm -hmm. we have to communicate and talk to our students. So you, so using the resources you have with the other teachers working as a, a team, it seemed to be pretty effective. It has. I, I feel like we have uh, done the very best we could do in the situation we're in. And, um, Teachers, especially middle school, uh, would reach out and say, you know, I've not talked to this student this week. They didn't jump on and talk to me. I'm a little concerned. Or if they said something that concerned them, they would just text me or email me. And usually by the end of the day, I would just drop by the house. If the teacher's concerned about somebody, I'm going to go. I'm not going to call or anything mm -hmm. and, um, and just check in on them. And sometimes it was just, you know, it's, it's hard being shut in for, for many of these kids. And, um, and they would say those kind of keywords that would alert the teacher. And so we, we've checked on them some that, you know, we kind of got a hot list and then like a, a lukewarm list and, you know, mm -hmm. keep going. And, um, that's been our method uh, since March. And, um, uh, I believe it's worked. Now in a typical year, so years before, would this kind of thing happen during the summers as far as checking in with the kids regularly like this? Well, in a typical year, we have a lot of summer programming mm -hmm. and um, a lot of the kids are out participating. And so you see them out or you see them at ball games, uh, at the movies, you know, at the parks, you can see them and uh, you're out visiting. Some will check in, um, some teachers still check in some, but um, I think the normal year they're out more. So mm -hmm. you see them. And I think a lot of summers I see um, 
most of my kids and what we used to do uh, with our summer programming is start the first of June and run through mid July. So we were basically seeing kids all summer. Gotcha. So you, regardless of this, if this was going on or not, you're still checking in in some way with the kids all summer long. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, what was some of the best advice you've been given or that you've kind of picked up through the years that you would want to pass on to a new Frisky who's coming in? The best advice I've ever received was uh, from a former teacher here at Lincoln schools who just passed away um, a little over a year ago. And, um, his advice, he, he just looked at me and uh, everybody that knew Richard Jones here at Lincamp knew that he didn't give that advice so kindly sometimes. <laughs> he's a pretty straightforward but, guy. Uh, huh? He's straightforward and his nickname's Bird Dog and uh, he's, he was just an instrumental part of this community in school. And um, he looked at me when I become the coordinator and he said, let me tell you something, if you want to succeed in this job, those kids have to know that you care. And it's not by telling them, it's by your actions. And he said, no matter what you say to them or what you do, he said, if you show them that they care and they know it, he said, they're going to rally around you. And they're going to, he said, they'll hang the moon for you. And you have to let them know that you care and they have to believe you. And, uh, and that's one thing I've always done. No matter what, I've just tried to show them that I truly, truly care. And I want what's best for them. I think that's, that's excellent advice, not just for your job, but really uh, just for life. You know, I mean, I think that so many times people can say whatever they want to. And that's something that I live by myself, you know, is that I don't listen to words. I, I watch actions and that's yeah. how, you know, uh, who's in, who's out, who's really in, who's really out. So uh, yeah, definitely great advice. Uh, so let me just give you some free time. If you if there's something that you specifically want to discuss or talk about issues going on in the, in the frisky nation, uh, it's the time is yours. Oh gosh. Um, for all of our frisk across the state, I know everybody's kind of doing the same thing and, um, it's been difficult. And I know that I don't like being in the spotlight and, uh, most of your friends don't want the spotlight. We like standing in the shadows and making everything happen. Um, but our frisk have been phenomenal all across the state. And, uh, I know I do and everyone else appreciates your support. And uh, I wish everyone, sadly, a lot of people in a lot of communities, they really don't know what we do day in and day out. And um, a couple of weeks ago, I was out on a Sunday morning delivering some food and um, the landlord in this little community, he came over and he's like, what are you doing out here on Sunday? And I said, these kids still have to eat on the weekend. And he was like, I didn't know you still worked. I said, well, I don't work. Don't get paid to work on the weekend. I said, but if they need me, I'm here. And um, I think I wish everyone really knew what we done day in and day out. And that's a perfect example of exactly why you know, I call you all your heroes. Uh, you are. And I know you don't like to, you like to be in the shadows, but I'm bringing the spotlight because <laughs> it's so important. Because really before I started doing the training and kind of got into y'all's world, I mean, I knew some of the things that you all did, but I didn't know you all did it. Uh, I just really think, well, the school's doing this. Well, this, technically the school is, but there's people who are, who are doing this, people whose job it is and passion it is to reach out to these communities to make sure these kids have everything they need. And it's, it's not, teachers are great. I said, I've, I got a family of teachers, they're awesome. But this is a, a totally different piece to 
the community that most people don't even know exist until you know they they hear about it and i'll be honest first time we're talking oh you want to go talk to the friskies i was like friskies <laughs> I said, what you know, what are those and i got, got explained to me you know and, and really like i said since i've been in, in y'all's world it's uh we, we click and uh i think we have the, we're cut from the same mold uh so I do appreciate you uh, talking today and because it is so important to really spotlight what you all are doing and the work that you do because it's so important, especially during times like this. I don't know of any other single group who really has stepped up and, and done what you all are doing on a day in day and then weekend day basis. And so I just want to thank you and the other Frisk for, for all your work. Thank you so much. I know it means a lot and uh, I don't consider myself a hero and uh, what I do is, it's, it's just what I do. It's not um, for any glory or a pat on the back. Um, I know I'm just making a difference in someone's life. And um, that's it. And that's why y'all are heroes. Uh, so I want to uh, say a big thanks to Dara Logan from uh, Link Camp Schools. And we appreciate her today. So if you want to check out more of these podcasts, you can check them out at www.cybersafeteen.com forward slash frisky heroes uh, the, or the uh, Cyber Safe Teen Nation Facebook page, and as well, we'll be, we'll be posting them on the Friskies uh, Facebook page as well. So I uh, appreciate you today, and thank you all so much for being on the, the podcast with us. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate you so much.